a spell on you eddie hurst's wonderful discovery of witches podcast this is the show where i comedian eddie hurst invite guests on from all across the arts to help solve their problems using the very best in magic spells and guesses from pre-1700s literature and uh sorry i'm whispering i just uh, i was walking downstairs and i didn't want to didn't want to wake up my wife and daughter as i came down sleep eh What's that all about? As I've invited guests onto this podcast, nearly everyone has at least had a thought about asking for something to help them with sleep. I wonder if we live in this period of time, a, a, a bad sleep period across the globe. You know, we've never had better access to information, to finding out what's going on and learn really all about the terrors of the world, all about us, all the time, everywhere. Entertainment, amusement and a work culture that really makes sure you don't just take work home with you anymore but now a lot of people find themselves in that weird negotiation in many jobs where you're arguing with your employer that actually you'd rather be working at home than to have to go into an office anymore now i don't think i struggle with sleep at all i don't think it's ever been an issue for me uh you know periodically sometimes it's hard to get off to sleep but you know normally i'm on the reg getting a good eight hours except when i've got a lot on or i don't have enough on uh and for some reason like every maybe four to six months i just have to stay up all night i just can't sleep i cannot physically sleep i don't know why it happens i don't know if it's actually six months or if it's less or more periodic than that uh, I just kind of have to hammer through all night or until I literally fall asleep. But I'm pretty sure everybody does that, right? So I think it's going to be pretty difficult for me to be able to relate to uh, my guest Alice Christina Corrigan with this. Uh, Alice is a visually impaired theatre maker and actor and writer. She also has ADHD, uh, which we immediately spoke about the first time I met her because she is also uh, on the Lowry Developed With cohort, uh, which is how, how we met. She recently this year just finished a national tour of her one-woman show that she wrote and performed called Past Life and is currently developing a new show called Fade with a full cast and crew, as well as travelling the world advocating for greater accessibility within arts. She's also acted in productions at the Everyman Theatre, the Barbican Centre, and is currently filming a TV show in Canada that I think that is the most we're allowed to say about it. What we do talk about is accessibility in theatre. We talk about burnout, working too hard, that feeling that you always need to be busy and the privilege of, of getting to be busy, coupled with the fact that because of that you feel like you can't rest. And it might turn out that Alice is a little more magic than she lets on at the beginning, just to tease a little bit of detail coming up. So, will my spell work and will she finally be cured of poor sleep habits or... Will it go the other way? Will it actually make things worse? I mean, I hope not. I, I, this is the second spell I'm having a go at, and, and, and may, maybe I'm high off the success of the, the first one I tried with Jen, keeping the doom scrolling at bay. Uh, but, you know, there's only one way to find out. So thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoy this episode. Please do like, rate, subscribe, and share the podcast on social media. You can follow me at E-D-Y-H-U-R-S-T. And if you have any problems, big or small, that you think you'd like to see whether pre-1700s magic can 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 help with why not send me a message it'd be very cool i think uh, maybe in the episodes we could get a regular thing where where people are requesting a spell there might be some that crop up a lot that i could give it give a mass mass spell for i don't know i don't know do spells work through podcasts you know there's only one way for us to find out and as, as a gift to you now as we go through this episode uh, 
you know, like I said, I don't really struggle with sleep except for the periodic single night of insomnia that I have every now and then, which, uh, would you believe the dramatic irony of it, is, is where, where we are tonight. So, I'm going to be sharing uh, w with you, but also kind of for me, uh, some of my top things that I try to do to go to sleep when I find myself in one of these long, dark nights of the soul. Okay, let's go. I never know, I like, because I, I feel like there's such like a formal way of being like, hello, welcome to the show. And I don't really <laughs> want to do that because I quite like it to be more more informal. Yeah, every time I press record, I, it's always like, hey, welcome to the show. So, hi, welcome to the show. <laughs> Thanks for having me. <laughs> hey, no problem. Hey, uh, do you want to introduce yourself for everybody listening? Yes. Hello. My name is Alice. I'm a visually impaired access theatre maker who does a lot of work about how we can creatively integrate access into theatre and everywhere. <laughs> we know each other kind of from the Larry developed with scheme, I guess. That's where we first met. I think the first time we spoke to you before, it was like, you got AJG? Yeah, I got you. How are you finding it? Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, yeah. What do you want? One of us. What do you want? What do you want? What do you want? <laughs> bonded in the hallway <laughs> you have it too <laughs> I like, oh, no. yes i do i do struggle with lots of things yes excellent good <laughs> you're a very busy person very busy it was making me laugh but i feel like i hadn't talked to you eddie was you were just a distant i had my access support worker oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i'm so sorry <laughs> disappeared on Eddie. <laughs> no, it's all it's all good. I knew I knew that you'd also, also you'd pre like when we started talking about arranging an interview you had said ahead of time like FYI I might be in another country and it might be very very short notice. Communication life of a freelancer, right? Yeah. But so it's like hey, I can't decide these things. So this is, you know, the most I can do is be transparent which I think is everyone's been quite nice. Maybe because we're all arty farty people who never know what we're doing yeah like, so everyone's been pretty flexible hey i don't know what i'm doing either oh me me too oh great yeah. <laughs> so what are you up to in canada i'm working on a tv show oh are you allowed to say anything about it no you're an actor now on television and you write you write plays you write all sorts of stuff and you perform in those plays also did you always know that you were going to go into writing and producing your own work as well no, <laughs> but I think that's how I got, I did a BA, so like my undergrad was just drama okay. and that was, a lot of that was like making your own work and working as like a stage manager, lighting techie, like doing a lot of not just right, acting yeah, and yeah, I think yeah. that was really important because I think that it was always in me, like it came from like quite a devising collaborative background. Then I did my MA and trained as an actor and I think through that it kind because i'd always won i'd always been like mildly intrigued you know how we're like oh that, like we said earlier that it's a good idea we'll put that on the shelf of ideas like it's like oh writing good idea like but when do we have the like time yeah, yeah. To, to sit and write and also i i didn't realize i was a procrastinator until i have to write a play and i'm like i couldn't think of anything worse than sitting down and like taking the out of my head and some i I don't know if it's ever going to translate out of my brain onto the paper. Yeah, yeah. When I did my MA, I actually had the space and time and I had to. There was a deadline and I had to start writing. And it opened up a whole different world for me. So, no, I don't think I ever thought I would have like ended up here. Not in a, I'm not good enough imposter syndrome way, but in a, I just kept putting it off mm. and didn't know actually if I'd be any good at it. Like because acting was always my thing. But I've always said I want to work in the arts. I didn't really like mind what way. And maybe the part of that was just fear because like acting is crazy. But you act about 5% of the time. And for me, I love the arts for better or worse. <laughs> so I was like, I want to work in this field no matter what. And that's been really nice to kind of actually go, okay, well, what other area do I want to work in? It sounds like a really organic way to go about it. I guess that leads us maybe naturally onto building access into theatre performance. Because I feel like the way that people talk about, like the shows that you do are great and the work that you're doing to build access in is amazing. But I find it really weird that the conversation is like that you're building access in, not that it's like 
their lessons forever. Do you know what I mean? Does that make, in a sort of, it's like, oh, it's good that you're building yeah. it, but it's like, when does that, isn't that just you're building a new standard, hopefully? Like that there is a new conversation being built that other people will take away and yeah. build as a regular thing. And does that get frustrating? Yeah. But I think <laughs> that's exactly why I like make it. Like I found my place like in where I was useful and like was really passionate about and like my voice within the art sector was yeah. how can I raise the profile of access in theatre? And I agree. I think sometimes people could be like, well, at least like there's some people doing it. So like that's great. I don't have to. And actually it's, I think, a massive the way in which my, my work is progressing up the ladder of like I guess being more and more commercial as it as it goes. Like it's yeah, not sure. right now. But it's to show that there isn't ultimately a reason why it can't just be really simple structures put in place to make work accessible shouldn't really come down to like emerging artists making fringe-esque work mm. to have captions when actually like that's great but like we're burning ourselves out to prove a point yeah. <laughs> so I think like especially with Fade like my new play it's more it's, it's really like upskilling that upscaling that so that it makes a bigger conversation happen I think that's the only way really until like we're all running the buildings and can change everything that we're going to be able to make people not have that mentality because I I agree I I think sometimes that can kind of be the case yeah you can like, either be really negative about it or like try and make a change and I think I'm like trying to make a change instead of like letting that really sit the weight yeah. of that sit on my shoulders if that if that makes sense yeah it makes a lot of sense and I think actually that weight yeah that's a really yeah, I think that's a really, for, per, personally, for me, that's a really <laughs> helpful thing to hear. At the moment, I'm finding myself getting really burnt out, having to explain the same things to people over and over again. For the past 12 months, it's been that I've had confirmation that there is some access things that I need. And it's just yeah. like having to explain that to people over and over again. For yourself, how have you found that, not just with like neurodivergent di things, but also with visual impairment? How, what are the differences like? It's really interesting. I think similar to you, uh, how we bonded again, the ADHD mm. gang found each other. The, the diagnosis was really, really early on, like new. Mm. For like, Oh, actually, no, there is things I do need. And I've got validated because I now know that is a thing. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of it for me was getting that peace of mind in terms of that and like trying out medication and seeing how, how that can help me. Whereas the impairment is a sensory issue mm. that I was born with that has come with a lot more unpacking as I've grown up, understanding what that means. It's like the disabled identity within me. It's like daily struggles, like the light sensitivity and, and, and those right. kind of aspects, which I think is far more easier in that regard to work out what that one is more so than it is neuro, the neurodiverse side of things. But one, because it's new. Yeah. And two, because as, especially being a woman with that and yeah. having a late diagnosis, I'm playing kind of catch up with like, with, to compare it back to the vision impairment, I was born with that. I've never known different. Right, I'm like, sure, yeah. I was, was, was I born with this? I don't, I don't know. What was I doing as a teenager? Like, did, yeah. has it, has it progressed as I got older? Like, what is that? And what is just like me? But I feel like day to day, that one probably... I I feel like that ADHD sits more interpersonal with him. That was a yeah. big word. But no, I don't know yeah. if it's the right word. No, it's a good word. I, we, I, I know what that is day to day. I'm like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm burning out or I'm hyper-focusing on this or, oh, I haven't, I need to eat, but I'm working. And that's far more like I can, I have to control, I have to establish what my access is within that. Whereas... I can't see. So like, can you read this for me? Can you like help me there? Can this script be on this font? It's far more exterior. And I think that's probably actually a good way to, that I've only just realized now. It's that that's the difference between the two. <laughs> <laughs> that interpersonal thing I think is huge as well. Like, especially mm -hmm. for, I think if you're not like at school, like, I don't know, I don't want to like, I, it might be very different now, but at least when I was at school, like I got a dyslexia diagnosis and that was kind of like, oh, well, there's something, that's it. Whereas like the ADHD was so much more about social things. It's only when I was older and like reading about it, like, oh, that's why that happens. Ah, balls. That's so true though. I, and I do feel that. I, I feel like because I had, I should be prepared, like that's, that's her. And it's like, you can, there is you can have more than one thing uh, <laughs> like it doesn't work like that <laughs> then you're unpacking it when you're older because you're like because yeah. it was reading things about it it wasn't until that and it wasn't until people pointed that out that I was like oh because 
in education, it was so much more focused just on the impairment. Rightly so. I, I get why, but also like, I do wonder if we look back on our childhood or like just being in the school, maybe what that would look like now, if it would be any different, hopefully. I think that's social science, I think it's really true. I kind of echo that as well. Yeah, I think, I don't know. I don't know. What a weird place. A lot of people they like having a having a cup of tea or hot milk uh, or some hot malt drink. I don't really know what the malt drink is, but people like it, and who might. I've not done that before, but I thought for the podcast I'd give it a go. So it's it's uh, boiling now, but you might be wondering why there's not the sound as we hear this click of water hitting the hitting the cup um, in that sort of pleasing sound that you get, and why instead it sounds actually like I, uh, I I I why it sounds like there's lots of water moving about. And the truth is that as I turned the kettle on, I realised that I need to do the washing up as my favourite mug that I was going to pour the water into was dirty. And, uh, you know, both you and I deserve the very best for this good old go of trying to get to sleep. There's a few things that need to get sorted out in here, so I thought I'd do them all. It's a job to get out of the way, isn't it? Because I'm not asleep yet, not tired yet. Uh, so. so put the kettle on again. And you might have noticed now that the click sounds again. I'm also not pouring water into a cup and that's because I uh, realized that I, I could put some clothes on to wash overnight um, so that they'd be ready to go out dry in the morning because I'm in like, I'm in job mode. So I may as well get some of that done. But to do that, I had to hang out the drum full of the washing machine so that it is empty to refill. Um, I do love that they call washing machines drums. You know, like the spinner in a drum? The spinner in a washing machine is called a drum. I mean, it's, ra it's round, it's a cylinder, it doesn't really look like a... I think a cylinder does a better job of describing what it is. Has anyone ever played a, play, played a, played a washing machine drum? I'm going to have a, have a little look. It feels like something Slipknot would have done, you know? They, they, it feels like a real Slipknot thing. They loved doing random metal clangs, didn't they? Yeah. The first thing that comes up is using a washing machine as a fire pit. Ah, okay, so on YouTube there's... Oh, there's a video of a, of a child using it. Uh, Right next to the other suggested video of a tutorial of how to use a washing machine as a, as, uh, as, as a fire pit. People are absolutely crazy for that. Why are there so many people who are keen on using a washing machine drum as a fire pit? That doesn't seem like the most effective recycling thing to do, right? I don't know. It's better than nothing, I guess. I mean, it's just this video of the kid hitting a, hitting like a stand. You know, like in America, they have the vertical. If you're in America, you know. Uh, if, 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 for those of you who are American, or I don't know, maybe other countries too, like the, the sort of vertical standing washing machine where you, you put everything in like on the, on the if, it's, if it's a box, you're standing up by it, it's on the top. Whereas like, I think European ones, maybe, or at least UK ones, it's on the front, so you have to kind of crouch down. This kid's amazing. This, whoa, this video has like 4.5 million views. How have I missed this out? Who's going to do it? Dan, Dan Carollo. Do you think that's him? No, sorry, I'll, 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 I need to, so I need to put the, I need to hang the washing out. I need to do, to finish up the washing in the sink. Then I'll get myself a, a, a drink. Let's talk about your shows, if that's okay. So hey, I've seen Past yeah. Life. Past Life yeah, was great. Set design, excellent. Show, excellent. I found it really interesting. Something I wanted to ask with it, I guess it's like, well, I guess in terms of that to fade is like Past Life, am I right? It's semi-autobiographical? Yeah, I mean, I think I like that no one really knows. Like, it's really interesting when people assume, but that's a one-person show thing. Mm, right. Yeah, I think so. But I think the bigger point of it, like that, it's there's elements of womanhood within that. There's bits I can relate to, but there it isn't Alice's story at any point. Right, if that right, makes right. sense. Yes. That's why the R&D was so important. It was like, actually, what are these common experiences? And the rest of it's up for interpretation. So I kind of enjoy that people assume, but also not so much semi-autobiographical. I can understand that one, but being autobiographical. But... Yeah, no, it was like fresh. It was a, it's a story, yeah. Yeah, because as you were saying, you look through what you relate to with that character. Yeah. One of the things with it is that it does feel, it, it feels very open and it feels very personal in that way that I think that's why people will think that. How as a performer is that going through what for that person yeah. is clearly a traumatic event? 
but it's like not yours. Yeah, it's really interesting. The work I create is obviously selfishly about issues and causes I care about. Mm. So like the normalization of sexual assault in relationships. My, I really like my brother. I like, uh, I like, he's like my best mate. I want to do a show about what, and it, the show is not about me and him at mm. all. It's a, it's a heavy play fade, but it's about what, a, what that relationship can look like if the, in a bad situation, yeah. realistically, I, I, I'm intrigued by that. I'm, I, I was, I wanted to raise awareness of this. Both of them, so they come from that aspect. So there's things I can relate to in both, but I think they spread a bigger message. So I think when in both R and Ds for both shows. Some of you might have been expecting the explaining lad if there are any fans of Eddie Hurst's other War of the Worlds podcast here. And hello? Anybody? Okay, anyway, I'm here to explain what R&D means. So it's been mentioned a few times, and just in case you don't know, it means research and development. Yes, research and development, in the same way like when a car makes something new before they put it on market, or a fast food company tries a novelty item. But with a play, and, and with theatre productions, and with uh, music, and, and anything that requires a lot of people, generally beforehand. Uh, uh, so that's it. Uh, so I gotta go. Ooh, I wonder what it's gonna be like being a goblin rather than a lad. That Particularly past life, we were never in a like an emotional or or potentially triggering place for too long. Right. So it was like self carefully constructed and really snappy with its like a lot of the rehearsals were spent with certain parts of the off the stage were for certain moments. Hmm. So there's just a lot of unpacking that within the rehearsal room. And also we had to be really mindful that it wasn't just the actor, it was also the audience. So I think we, we're really careful with actually how... I think there's only one moment where we go into detail and then that's it. Because yeah. actually that story and the message was so much more about her and the journey around yeah. it. So it felt quite safe, which was which was good. I think with Fade, it's, it's actually a bit more difficult right. because the show is about the shared understanding, the shared relationship we can all relate to in some realm with with our siblings it's it's about that this this like relationship we never we've we may have had our whole lives mm, that yeah, we yeah. take for granted don't do enough with so 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 many things that actually is, is harder to unpick what will affect who and in the r&d we all could relate to different parts of it yeah. so that's the new challenge. But I think, yeah, it's crazy being the actor and, and in it. But uh, with Fade, I'm not. I'm casting. Yeah. And I get into... <laughs> do, you, do you find, do you prefer that? I love acting. I Like, I love it. Hmm. But I think with me and my work, I don't want... I, I write plays to tell a story. I don't write plays to put me in. If I'm the right person, I'm the right person. If I'm not, I'm not. I, my passion is more about that work being able to exist without me yeah, or yeah. be in it. So it's very different. This will be the first time, like, big production, and it's gone from a one-person to a four-person cast. But I think that, I think it feels right for this. And who knows, maybe I won't say that next time. I, I don't know. But I want to be able to tell the stories and spread these messages and make this work and create opportunities for more disabled northern artists to then like have these moments whilst being able to act in different things in different worlds so just making my life harder by jumping <laughs> like, hey hey as well <laughs> yeah what have you thought it's like that i feel like so much of probably both of our lives is like that little clippy from windows xp going have you thought about making things more complicated yeah sure that's a Lit great idea Fine, just add, keep out of the mud. Keep keep going. <laughs> Thank you for coming on to the show. And of course, now that I am a magic person, I'm a person of the magic, I have the magic in my bones, I can provide services to people. And you've requested from me a spell. What was the spell that you've requested? Anything to do with sleep. I don't know about you, Eddie, but I procrastinate sleeping. Like mm. I will be exhausted and then I'm just like, I will just not do it. I would yeah. go and do everything else. So I was like, let's have a spell to, to help me sleep. Screams. The 
Hey, don't you have some washing that you need to put out to make sure it's dry for tomorrow? And uh, what is, happens when we die? I don't know what did that guy mean, mean um, earlier uh, today uh, when he said that doing the washing thing? Oh, it's all pretty complete. The same thing. I don't know what you're going to do. I reckon you should teach up the things that are going to be more so is it the getting to the point that you're lying down in bed that is the tricky bit yes you know like if you've had a really really hectic day your brain's just in a million different places yeah and then when you have the time when you're in bed you're like well now it's my time i'm gonna revolt against sleep and just stay awake because now no one needs me. So aimlessly scroll on TikTok and like not actually get into bed. Or it's the opposite. And my brain will do the opposite and not switch off. And then I'll be awake until like yeah. 4 a.m. Yeah. And I never used to have this as well. So when you asked for the spell, I was like, this is great timing. <laughs> oh, so this is a new this is new. Yes. I just because I'm working in two different countries at the minute with two mm. stupidly different time frames. Yes, what are those um, countries? It's not stupid, it's just how it is. The UK and Canada, which is very exciting. Canada's great, uh, but they're seven hours behind. And when you're it's a train from Manchester to London, it's bad enough doing that regularly. A plane? <laughs> it's very long. So I just feel like there's been a dusting of jet lag that's just followed me for the last couple of months. Yeah. So sleep. When I have a normal sleep, I'm like, wow, this is rare now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That, like, when you wake up in the morning and it's like, did I sleep? Oh. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so weird. Oh, my God. It's like, it's like, like, yeah, not having any adverts on a YouTube video. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All the way through. No, didn't have to get up and think about death again. Whoa. This is great. The ad. I went right in. <laughs> yeah. So what do you do? Have you started doing anything to help with sleep? Like on your own? Yes. Uh, I take... Walk me through it. Well, I was just taking sleeping tablets. I'm not going to lie. And I was like, oh, well, this yeah. is a bad habit to get into. Yeah, I was yeah. not spells, Eddie. I'm not, I'm, not that, I'm not that magic. I fully just was like, give me the legal drugs that can help me. <laughs> you know, you could, do, you could do the really like adult thing and like put your phone in the other room and do some yoga before you go to bed. And all that. Blah, blah. And I'm all for that. Yeah. yeah. I love the idea of it. I think that's a great idea. Yeah. That's such a great... Let's put that yeah. on the shelf of all the other great ideas that I get given in my mm. life. Yeah. I can just stay over there. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, great so, so you've never done magic before then? No. I mean, I'm really into, like, spirituality and a bit of tarot. Ooh, okay. like, yeah. like, I love that kind of thing. I wouldn't say there's magic, but I'd say it's, like, a distant cousin of oh, magic. Okay. So when do you think it not like no, there is no wrong answer, but when do you think it goes over into magic? Actually, that's a really interesting thing. Because if you manifest and you're into manifestation, is that not in some realm casting a spell? Maybe. Mm. So I feel like the line could be potentially blurred. I think it goes into magic more so when you are doing like the spells or some elements of manifestation. That's when I'm like uh, okay, yeah, yeah. If you're yeah. like writing things and putting underneath your pillow or like do, like doing those sort of things is a bit more of a step than like speaking things into existence or like being into crystals. Hmm. I feel like that's where that's where it can transition. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. I find it really interesting having guests on and seeing where the line for magic is. Cause yeah, that manifestation is a really interesting point. And like the previous guests have said that like manifestation for them is part of doing a magic ritual and part of the spell. So yeah, it's like that. How hardcore does it get for different people i guess yeah. yeah so just before i dive into the actual spell that i've got for you then alice so you know about astrology so that's great don't have to worry about that so much yeah. but what day were you born on first of may first of uh, may may day whoa may day. Bank holiday. Oh, no. that's great it's like, it the best day of the year if you ask me first of may what a good birthday like bank holiday every year you're welcome, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a book. One of the many books that I'm using to give me an insight into the magic is this is Witchcraft Detected and Prevented. It was actually published in the 1820s, but obviously a lot of it is from before then. It's not so much the summoning demons type of magic. This is more like magic knocking around your house is how I'd, how I'd describe it. And there's like a great bit of advice from Aristotle, you know, the Greek philosopher Aristotle. Yeah. And, and he like, you know, a lot of people talk about how you know, he talks about the way that an object is only the identity of the object when it's used for its purpose. 
you know, it's like an axe is only an axe handle is only as good when it's being an axe handle, that sort of thing. But he also suggested that if a man has piles, they can stand on the skin of a lion and that'll fix them. So, okay. Different horses for different courses, I guess, um. is the takeaway with Aristotle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's like, that's the vibe. That's what I've got. Uh, so here I've got a little guide for evil or perilous days in every month of the year. Um, okay. So these are the uh, these are the ones to, to watch out for because they're important. They could be good or bad. They're just like, you know, there's something going about it. Uh, and you'll be delighted to hear that you've just dodged it by two days. It's May the 3rd. May the 3rd, the 7th, the 15th, and the 20th, which feels like bingo, but there you go. (laughs) Um, Right. So, are you ready for your spell? I am. Okay, here we go. Now, i got some good news and i got some bad news. The the bad news is that I couldn't find a particular sleeping spell. (gasps) Because, would you believe it, people in the 1600s did not apparently worry about sleeping as much as we did. I'd have thought it, eh? <laughs> uh, well, actually, you know, I I was kind of surprised because I did think that really? somebody. Well, because you know, like people staying, like the the idea of like, especially with with like neurodiversity and like sort of the idea of a lot of this stuff being proto medicine and being like curing things. You would have thought like and lunatics and like people with mental health problems was like one of the things about it was going out at night and that being a problem apparently. So you would have thought mm-hmm. they'd have put something into it. But would you believe it? Mental health care was just as sparse then as it is now. Right. What a twist of the tale. <laughs> Nothing has changed. <laughs> uh, but what I did find, this is a pretty old a pretty old spell and it's called, uh, you might have seen one of these before. Have you ever seen a Sator square before or a Sator square? Yeah, I have, yeah. So this is it. This is what we're going to have a look at. So I'm going to... This is... I mean, obviously, this isn't very helpful for people at home who are listening. But you don't have to be at home listening. That's up to you. Anyway, <laughs> so it is a, a sort of square. It's a fam- quite a famous palindrome where it has five words written all in a line together. So it's Sator, Arepo, Tenet, Opera, Rotas. If that is not how you pronounce it, everyone has different interpretations, guys. And actually, I think that's okay. So that is a general spell for warding off evil and spirits and trying to prevent, you know, bad stuff happening and maybe a bit of a good luck charm. Because I think actually that might be useful if it's a general type of sleep that you're trying to get, like the the bad Mm. spirits of distraction away. Maybe that could help you. Maybe. Maybe. Anything at this point. So here's what we're going to do. The first thing that we need to do is imagine... This is what I found really confusing when I was reading this one, though, because often for magic spells and stuff, you need to set up a salt circle. Or something like an actual boundary. But here you just have to imagine a circle. So if we both in our spit, which is really useful considering we're doing this by Zoom, because I would have to try and put the salt through the camera. And that's a, <laughs> it's a nightmare. Yeah. So if we imagine the circle, you got a circle in your head? I've got a circle in my head. Great. Okay, here we go. Saturn. Oops, sorry, let's try that one again. Saturn. Arepo. Tenet. Opera. Okay, and now visualize having a sleep. Keep that in your mind. Yeah. And we're done. There you go. Right. So I'll post this out to you and then just let us know how your sleep goes from now on, okay? I will do. I'll keep you I'll give you daily daily updates like how my watch does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd appreciate <laughs> if you can do the like, you know, the weekly screen time thing, but with Oh yeah. That'd be really good. Right. Okay, perfect. Because I just need to know. So I need to know if they work because I'm trying to find out what sort of magic that I can do. And I feel confident about this one. I feel pretty good about it. But you have to have it on your person because this is imbued. We've imbued this with the power now. Um, also, if you need to recharge it, okay. you can put it out in the, in the moonlight, like full moon is really useful mm-hmm. for it. So just bear that in mind. If you ever yeah. see a full moon, just, you know. That's what I did with my crystals. So it's kind of similar. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Yeah, So if you stick them with the crystals, actually, that might super, you know, maybe it's like, you know, sometimes like Samsung's can do the contactless charging. Maybe so, that kind of thing. Um, So what that means, so it's uh, it's a palindrome, obviously. Like, so what what is cool about it, I think, is it? Yeah. Is that like every, the words go down and it's the same word across and down. And then also it's the same word backwards and whatever. I just, I think. 
yeah that's all i got yeah, uh, cool. yeah i mean obviously like loads of people been like hey that's quite cool i'm gonna carve it on a wall so naturally so what that translates to if you're interested what do you think it means i haven't got a clue so it, it, it is latin for the sower or farmer a repo so his name is a repo or a repo leads the plow with his hand okay so what could that what do you think that, what does that mean to you alice is it like counting sheep oh sheep <laughs> yeah 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 absolutely yeah no i'm for it he's leading everyone to sleep yeah yeah he's got his plow he's got the sheep falling in behind and then yeah he's it's a repo is the sandman that's yeah. it oh no i didn't think i was going to be summoning any spirits but it looks like we've got old father time coming in here yeah and all the sheep all Every the sheep too. yeah that's a lot of rams to to but hey there's zodiac that counts yeah cool so that's your spell i hope that's i hope that's that's okay, okay for you let me know how that goes Thank and also you. yeah sorry to hear that your sleep's been sleep's been bad I don't really like saying the phrase burnout because I feel like it's such a cliche and like such a article description, do you know? But that yeah. idea of like, I feel like in, in the art, but also with our heads, you feel like you have to work and work and work and do more. And there's never really time to stop. And that, like you were saying, when you lie in bed, it's like, that's, that's my time. That's yeah. my time. Cause it's bed, it's time in bed, but actually that time is to rest. And that conflict's shit. <laughs> I think for many people, probably one of the best ways to get to sleep is putting your phone down, not having that screen. I've heard that blue light is blue light. I've heard that's bad. Just taking a good book in your hands and getting ready to set sail on a sea of slumber. That sounds great. Maybe I'll try that. I guess I'm in a bit of a problem at the moment because uh, I've I, I've got three books on the go at the moment. I normally have maybe two to three books on the boil at any one point. And I'm not saying that as a brag. Uh, it's more that I'll start one. I'll put that one down for whatever reason. It, I might be really enjoying it. I've, I've only got a third of the way through. So I'm like, I'll put that down for a little bit. And then I start another one because starting something is very exciting. And then after getting about a third of the way through that one, I realised I should probably finish the book before this book, or even the book before that book, because I can still remember the characters' names and what's going on. The worst thing is when I come back to a book a third of the way through, and I have to reread that third. So I'll go read the one two books before, and, and then I can read either this one, I could start this one, or maybe another new book. I've got a few on the pile that I also need to read. It's a bit of a tricky situation at the moment for me also, because whilst normally it's about a third of the way through and I gradually hammer them all down, I'm I'm at that that precipice of finishing all three of these books. I feel like I, I, I'm I'm probably at the point where the, 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 the mine car is just going up the hill and it could start rolling down. Uh, and it's if I start any of those three, I just know I'm going to have to finish any of those three. So maybe I could, maybe I should start another one. Hmm. I could read on my phone though, couldn't I? Yeah. Let's get the let's get that let's get the blue light out. Let's see what's going on. I'd love to hear how. What do you do better than me? How can I do it? But also, like, how do you expect? Like, how does it feel for you, like working and feeling like you have to work all the time? If that is a thing now, I think that I think actually. The thing that really helped was was learning not to feel the need to work all the time. Mm. And I think I set out this year and I was like, this is the year of me saying no. Like, and there's a privilege within that because too many opportunities are coming in that I can't do them all. And I'm like, that's that's a privilege in itself, right? Mm. So I like, it's not necessarily always useful. If I'm talking to like younger generation, I would not say that because that's not helpful for them right now. You're yeah, trying yeah, to build yeah. up. So like, I'm aware, I'm, I'm aware of like maybe the hypo- hypocrisy of what I'm saying. But in terms of me, mm. learning to be able to go, it's okay to have a bit of time without, without doing anything or like that's going to actually make me feel worse doing this job if it's going to be about this or like I've said I'm going away x y and z for a weekend or just what i want a weekend off and trying actively to stick to that has really really helped with burnout because art kind of starts as our hobby and Mm. our side hustle and we build up it doesn't ever feel like work because we enjoy it 
Yeah. And that's the tricky thing because then you'll you'll be making captions at like 2 a.m. because it's fun. Like it's like a it, I love it. Yeah, but yeah, hey, yeah. No, it's just a job. So like don't do that. And I think setting out my boundaries, and maybe this is the like capitalism etched within me, but like a nine to five, like I really try and stick to if right, I yeah, want yeah, to yeah. it's a 10 to five. And I understand that like that might someone's 10 to five might be there 6 to 6 p.m till 2 a.m yeah whatever that is for that person for me that that setting that boundary for me mentally really helped like mm. so i keep my weekends as a comedian that performs across the circuit i often find myself traveling late at night and as a musical comedian based in Manchester, my trips to London will involve either a, a, a early train down and then a very late overnight coach. And one of the things that I used to really like to do at that point was I'd, I'd put an eye mask on and I'd listen to some music to help me get to sleep. And if there's one person that without a doubt I could trust for a good sleep, it was Brian Eno. He's the boy of ambient music uh, and his song deep blue day from the album apollo is one of my surefire go-to for listening to something to keep noise out but help me drift off to sleep i decided to send him an email to say thank you and invite him if he wanted to share any words on the podcast about how he feels about people listening to his music sending him to sleep and what i got back was uh, this hello Thank you for your email, I am currently away recording the sounds of an airplane's wheels hitting tarmac to turn into a 10 hour ambient track. If your message is urgent, please email bono at uhuyu2.tv. Best. Brian E. Nonononononononono. Okay. Uh, well, fine. I don't, I, I don't think Bono's going to have a message for this. Because burnout was just so like, it was so perfect. I was replying to emails straight away. Like, and I was like, well, that you're not thinking about that. You're, because my ADHD, I can't leave. I hate notifications. Like, I hate it because I'm like, I just, I'd rather just reply and get everything gone. Like I don't, I hate it. But actually like, <laughs> I've learned just to leave the emails or schedule them if I really like can't like let yeah. that go. But that was taking over. So I think, I guess, like the biggest thing is boundaries and saying no. Not the best at it. So like, but that's yeah, that. yeah. I mean, it's easy. It's helps. like you know, and obviously, like, I feel like that's one of the things as well with interviews, and that's one of the scary things I find about interviews is that you get asked a question and then you give your answer, and that's the answer that you think, and it's the answer you believe. Maybe you have to go to Canada every other week and back and forth, and yes. because it's just such an exciting, amazing thing to do, and it is going to be rough for that time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I think I think that's actually probably a good example. I've worked really hard here to to really. I've, I've had a realization in the last couple of weeks how important like community driven work is for me, and you know, like really like advocating. It's right, it's yeah. all from games when you say that, right? And you know, and like, and then people don't do it and whatever. But like, it's really, really, really highlighted to me. Actually, no, I'm really, really passionate about that. So like, it could be easy enough not to not to continue to like be kind of overworking myself a bit. But like, I love it and i'm not gonna just stop doing that just because of one great opportunity because yeah, yeah, yeah. i want to mesh everything together and like create as much representation and conversation as possible and that's been a i hope that makes sense but but yeah it's it's I'm like gosh <laughs> just throw everything in but i know it would be worth it but that's why the weekends are still i'm like no yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And maybe that's my and food, like that's not so weird, but burnout, like make sure I'm eating, you know. You gotta eat, and then it's like, and I have to make it. Ah, oh. uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How did you figure out what your capacity for work was? Because you've said like the weekends, and I know maybe there isn't an answer, and that is fine also. But like knowing that ten till five, and knowing that you want to keep weekends, when did you work? When did that? happen was that is that just something you've learned or is that like a theory or i felt like that was common so the people mm. were doing it and don't get me wrong the 5 p.m finish kind of does it will fluctuate and i say 5 p.m finish if i want to finish at like 2 p.m i'm going to finish 2 p.m if i'm not going to yeah, work on a website i'm not going to work on a Wednesday. i don't feel like yeah. i need to work five days a week Whew. but i was just noticing that that tends to be when everyone wanted 
the emails would come through and right. like yeah. that's the best time to respond and i guess it was just a mental thing mm. and it felt like a nice in between it wasn't 9 till 6 it was 10 till 5 yeah. and so like then i i think when i started communicating that it just felt like the energy shifted like i'm a big energy person and because yeah. i just set out for that because that sent, seemed to be quite common i suddenly felt like because I was establishing really solid boundaries and holding myself to a safer like position mentally. Yeah. It actually shifted a lot of the energy that I was like then getting reciprocated. That might be too oh, oh, oh. I don't know what that noise is. But like No, it may keep yeah. it out until the universe is gonna come back on you. So like me holding myself a bit more like accountable and like professional really helped. Yeah. So I Absolutely. just can't <laughs> But that energy, I think you're right. And I think it is that vibe, isn't it? And mm -hmm. that's like why the crystals are great as well, because it's helping you think and get into a headspace. Because I don't know, like, it's just so hard to know what somebody else feels, isn't it? And it's not your job to figure out what somebody feels. But I guess if you have that attitude and you know in yourself what your boundary and where you're at is, that's fine. Absolutely, yeah. Well, look, you know, I've done a spell for you, but I think in some ways you've given me a lot of help too. Ew. <laughs> we both got something <laughs> oh, oh thank you so much for coming on alice it's been great to speak to you i don't when i don't know when we'll see each other again uh soon hopefully we'll, we'll cross paths in the the prep media city again yeah yeah, yeah absolutely yeah ask yeah. that ari to help us <laughs> well i'm still awake and I certainly hope everybody here listening is too, because how, how could you fall asleep with such a great conversation from Alice Christina Corrigan? Um, I, 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 I legitimately mean that, and I'm worried that the tone of my voice makes that sound sarcastic, and it's not the case at all. Thank you so much, Alice, for coming on the show. We had a great conversation, and please do keep an eye out for Fade, as and when that comes out, and potentially... Uh, the show that she is in that she cannot talk about and we still, at the time of recording this now, uh, cannot mention directly. But you can find out about it by following her on uh, social media. So you can follow her on x slash Twitter, I still don't like calling it x, at Alice Corrigan or on Instagram at Alice Corrigan. I think basically it's a safe bet for if you want to see if you can follow her on social media somewhere, go for at Alice Corrigan and let's have a look because it seems like I'm going to be up all night as to whether the spell worked. I've got the voice note for Alice here. Let's give this a listen. So I received the um, Sator, Sator, Sator. I received the Sator Square in the post um, and I can actually confirm, albeit I am now incredibly jet lagged and did have like two hours sleep yesterday, but we'll, um, we'll, we'll you know, put that aside. I can confirm that I have been sleeping like a baby so it must have done something. I also, when I got to Canada a couple of weeks ago, did not, for the first time in four months, have any jet lag. I completely skipped it. That sounds, that sounds witchy to me. But right now, I'm, I'm jet lagged. But we will continue just to ignore that bit. Because my sleep has been great. So thank you very much. I will treasure this and frame it on my wall. <laughs> two for two. Whoa, this is amazing. I can't believe this has worked the second time. Is it just the fact that talking through the problems has helped both of them to identify issues that they were having and, 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 and be able to emotionally uh, address them? Or is it that I have the magic in my bones? I think it's more exciting to think the latter. And so I'm going to. Uh... But that does leave the problem of me not being able to go to sleep, because of course I didn't make myself a Sator Sator Square, uh, which really that would have been a much better idea than 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 me trying to do all of the uh, boiling a kettle, doing all the washing, uh, trying to read a book. I mean, I did get to listen to Brian Eno though, so that's 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 pretty good for me. Maybe I'll just read a bedtime story, a quick one here. Here we go. Once upon a time, in the Netherlands, there lived two young men. Two men with a dream of making the best Euro dance and secretly a concept album band. Of making the best Euro dance group that also happened to secretly make a concept album nobody is talking about. 
featuring the story of a young woman conquering all the mo- Wait, this isn't a bedtime story. This is a, a, a perfect biography of the Dutch band, the Venga Boys. Ah, oh, forget this. Look guys, I don't know if I'm gonna get to sleep. Uh, I, I think I will eventually. I think that's probably a safe bet. It's not like I'm forever doomed to, uh, to, to, to never sleep. Maybe I'll give it another go. Please follow me uh, on social media. Please do follow the show and follow me at E-D-Y-H-U-R-S-T on Instagram, X, at forward slash Eddie Hurst on Facebook. And please do send in spell requests. Send a message with a spell request, uh, especially on, uh, on X or on Instagram. Because uh, it'd be great to get uh, listeners having their requests and see if I can help people through the magic of audio. And also, please listen to my producer, Ellen McLeod, who has produced these episodes absolutely fantastically. Please listen to her, her File on 4 documentary, which is on BBC Sounds Now. It is called Disability and the Adult Industry. It may be a different tone to this show, but nevertheless, it's excellent. Thank you so much for listening to this, uh, and I will see you next week. Buoyed up by the confidence of succeeding twice in my spells. I sit down and speak with two guests from Blink Dance Theatre, uh, Adam and Vicky, and I try to solve two wildly different spells. I'll see you <sighs> once I've had some sleep. Bye!